Station, now number one for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon, live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Well, let the bells ring out, the banners fly. Good morning, everybody. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. As we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours, thanks for spending some of your morning here with Trent Condon and myself. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, obviously we're going to start with the, with the breaking news this morning. News we thought was going to come last night, but it didn't, but it's here, and that's all that matters. Uh, the Big Ten is going to be back starting on the 24th. We look forward to... Uh, uh, football, it's a month away. Perfect World would have been on the 17th, but you can't have everything. We got what we all wanted, and that's the return of Big Ten football. Well, that's a pretty broad brush I'm painting with the majority of people wanted. Um, so the BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. There's a big event coming up at Principal Park. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, as uh, our relationship with Nick McNCMIC. We are asked to promote some of the events, the charitable events in town, and we will uh, keep our promises as we do on that. Uh, so we'll do that about 1025. Sean Roberts, you said, is participating? Yeah, yeah. The Opportunity on Deck uh, softball game out of Principal Park coming you up. You played, right? I have, yeah. A couple of years ago, there's a uh, picture floating around of me trying to slide into third base. and Head first? Or... Uh, oh, yeah. Head first. Oh, That's the only way with a guy with a big belly can go. You don't want to be <laughs> scratching up those legs. So, yeah. Did uh, you beat the throw or were you out? Uh, oh, boy. I don't even remember. It, it, was, it wasn't a close play one way or the other. I was either out by five steps or I didn't need to slide. I can't remember what it was, but having a little fun out there. There. Sean's doing it this year and uh, helping raise money for Opportunity on Deck, which is a great organization. If you don't know about the organization, what they do is they have camps and leagues for kids that don't have the money to mm-hmm. be in many of the camps. But another great thing that they do is equipment for you know, so many of the sports that get expensive. You think of baseball bats and how expensive they are and those mm-hmm. types of things. They bring equipment then for needy families and children across central Iowa to get them involved with sports. It's a really it's great. great organization. Dylan will join us here at about 1025 to talk about that. Talk about the softball game and KXNO listeners. You can help support Sean Roberts uh, in the game coming up a uh, week from Sunday. That's outstanding. We'll get more into that. Brian Walton's going to join us. We try to do the Cardinals every week as we are Cubs heavy here with Cappy and White Sox as well with Cappy. Uh, but uh, Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com, joins us uh, at uh, 1040 or thereabouts. He'll uh, break down the final 10 days of the season, what the Cardinals need to do uh, to find themselves as part of that bubble. We mentioned Cappy. He will be here. Centurion Stone sponsors Cappy, White Sox, Cubs, and Bears. On the docket with the cap man at 11.05 and then Matt Rudy, who's our golf guy and has been for over 20 years on shows I've been a part of. Uh, Matt Rudy Golf Digest will join us. We'll talk about the U.S. Open, which I think catches a huge break television-wise. Because, Trent, if you've looked, we talked about the college slate. Not the shiniest mm-hmm. by a long shot. NFL's the same way. I mean, well, and it gets started a- tomorrow night with... 
Browns, Bengals. And it kind of stays on that path the whole way through week number two. But it's football, and I certainly aren't complaining. I don't think anybody is. Uh, So we'll get into that with Matt Rudy and then save some time at the end of the program. But the big news today, and we continue to find more as the minutes go by here, uh, as there are a number of Big Ten principals currently on a Zoom call with media. Uh, from the Big Ten, well, from across the country, uh, but uh, a lot of them from Big Ten footprint, obviously, are learning as they go as to what this is going to mean. I think my biggest takeaway, a couple of them, obviously the antigen tests mm-hmm. are huge, and I think probably as much as anything uh, are the reason that the Big Ten is back. Uh, yes, the parents, uh, they pressured the players, they pressured, they got pressure from coaches in AD, I get that, but I don't think if the if the daily testing would have been available, all of that would have fallen on deaf ears. That's how I feel. Uh, I believe that to be the case. Don't you? Or oh, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, it felt that way, that that's what they needed to see, and we can make arguments that it was already there. It was just a matter of, as we know, Rutgers in Illinois had already been doing this when the cancellation happened back on August 11th, but it feels like it's further up the path now. We're over a mm-hmm. month closer to that becoming a reality for not just the universities that are developing these things in the hospitals, but but also having it widespread across the 14 institutions. So, and September 30th is the day that it begins, yeah. the daily testing. So you have that component of it. There's some parameters here, though, that are head-scratching, that are... Certainly more stringent than anything that we've seen before. The shutdown parameters, you mean? 21 days mm-hmm. if you have a positive test. And that doesn't you mean... You as a player. As a player, right. yeah. That could mean you don't have symptoms. Yeah. But if you get a positive test, it is a 21-day mandatory quarantine. And Trent, everybody else is 14. Right. And you've seen a lot of 10s, 10 days. I wonder if that was a uh, part of the bargaining. It had to be. It, it had to be. But here's maybe the most concerning aspect. And this is a great day. Celebrate it, but also understand the reality Mm -hmm. that's going to happen back behind. And the way that they are setting up the positivity rate numbers, not just for the football team, but the population, the city that each of these institutions are. If it's over 7.5%. So Iowa City is over 7.5%. Let's use that. You're done. Shut it down. Not the team. Doesn't matter about the team. If the positivity rate inside your city, the way that I read it, is above 7.5%, that's in the red figure, and that means it's shut down. Ah. So, people of Johnson County, people of Iowa City, wear a mask. Get it right. Right. Figure this out. That was pretty alarming as I was reading through that here today. See, I missed that nugget, Trent. That That's news to me. Seven and a half. So, not the team, not the school, but the city that the school... Um, is part of that. That's interesting. If they're in the red, along with over, and for the team, it's 5%. That's not a huge rate. Mm-hmm. You have 5% of your team that is in the positivity rate. That's six players out of a roster of 120. We've heard of 33 yeah, players. Right. We've heard huge numbers before. Now, the hope is, with daily testing, and structure that you will get it very quickly. Yeah. You'll know you'll be able to quarantine Whoever has that positive, and then the spread isn't going to happen. That is the hope behind it. And, and the players, one, one will, party. Yeah, I know. Look at the players will be at the football complex mm-hmm. for the most part. They're going to have structure uh, back as part of their routine. Well, we'll see. So that that is something clearly to pay attention to, Trent. And I think in everybody's joy, um, that might have been glossed over. It certainly was with me because I didn't see that little nugget. The nugget that I was jumping up and down about. Um, 
was the fact that on Championship Saturday, December the 19th, while the one versus one, the East versus West will collide, so will everybody else. Two versus two, three versus three, four versus four, and all the way down to seven versus seven. Who Are, gets Rutgers? Yeah, somebody's going to get Rutgers. So that's, I mean, that's instead I got to think of a bowl game, but more importantly, that's going to bring six more opportunities for television revenue on that weekend, mm-hmm. a weekend where there is no other college football with the exception of the SEC championship that'll be played that day. So there'll be games. I would assume some of maybe the seven versus seven will be a Friday night affair. Um, maybe there'll be a couple, maybe a double dip. We do know that the 23rd is a Friday and there's going to be a football game that week. Don't have the schedule yet. We'll get it sometime in the next couple of days, according to Barry Alvarez. We'll get an eight game schedule. And then they'll leave that final week open where they will slot one versus one, two versus two, three versus three, et cetera, et cetera. So the uh, final Saturday before, um, well, before Christmas is going to be a whole bunch of Big Ten football. They will own the month of December. Fingers crossed that we get to that point. And the Big Ten is back, and I think we're all better for it. Time to celebrate for that. Football will be back in this form and fashion, an eight-game schedule, which turns into a nine-game schedule with those games you mentioned. Mm-hmm. and. Now we get to talk about Iowa in a different light. Think of the conversations that we would normally have over these last six months from spring football that we never got. Right. The summer ramping up to the season. Well, we never had that because Mm -hmm. of the ongoing saga over there with the the racial issues that were happening inside the program. The lead up. You and I would have been in Chicago the final weekend or final week at some point in July. We had five days with the schedule and then very quickly was taken away. Right. You ready to talk about this Iowa football team a no, little bit? I am, Trent. I'm very excited. It's my second favorite conference overall behind the SEC. I love Big Ten football. I always have. Um, and and we're you know selfishly, I'm I'm a happy man here yes. today that the Big Ten is back. And and look at it, it's just it makes my weekends better. Uh, so that's good news. So let's get into some of the other things from yesterday. We have to find some time for these NBA games last oh, night. Man. I mean, the, the Denver Nuggets, um, just an amazing, amazing story. The first time in the history of the NBA that a team has trailed three one in postseason series in that same year and have come back to advance. And this wasn't a fluke. This wasn't falling behind. Uh, they were behind two at halftime, came out and started to pull away in the third, and likewise did so in the fourth quarter. Uh, another disappearing act for Paul George, who was just awful last night. As that's been his history in big spots. You can't count on him. Couldn't count on him last night. Clippers go home, so we won't get L.A. L.A. We'll get Denver. And from a local standpoint, uh, there's Monte Morris being part of this. And, you know, he played significant minutes again last night, which was unbelievable. 13 minutes out of Monte Morris, which is about where you can expect them. But Grant and Millsap and the Joker, Murray in particular. Murray was unbelievable last night. Um, wasn't a fluke. Also, Taylor Horton Tucker on yeah, the side of the Lakers. Yeah, that's a good point. He's yeah, played a couple of that. games now. Yeah, he has. Gotten, I mean, we're talking single-digit minutes, but he'll be out there, too. So we got the local angle on both sides there. Watching Jokic again. And Trend I know we've amazing. had this conversation a few times, and just in passing. We're not huge NBA fans, mm-hmm. but you have... Did you watch much NBA growing up? Because of the timing with hockey you and remember Canada. Remember where I grew up, right? Right, right. It, was it <laughs> no. just an absolute non-starter? Nah, there was none. So I certainly have never seen a player like this. 
We've seen guys that. Oh, are- you know, I shouldn't say that. I watched the Sixers and the Celtics. Okay, and you know, and the Lakers and the and those teams. So into the eighties. Yeah, but it was playoffs. That, that it you was. Turn, yeah, to tune in for. And I'm trying to think. You think of great passing big men. Arvita Sabonis, by the time we got to really yeah, see was, him, he was finished. He was so physically, right. but you could see those skills, yeah. and he was so much fun to watch. People talk about Bill Walton. What a great passer mm-hmm. he was. Bill Russell, Wes Unsell, those outlet passes. But in today's environment, you just you don't see a player like this. And it's not just double team comes and he can find the open guy. A lot of centers can do that. Centers are good at that. But it's his playmaking ability for a big, lumbering seven-footer. It's not quick. Sees the floor pretty well, doesn't he? And he just makes plays. Mm -hmm. It is so different than anything that I've ever seen before. It is incredible to watch. And now, the matchup with the Lakers, Mm. I don't think they have a shot. But it's going to be fun. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with you. Murray has two of those 50-point games. And Jokic has another one of the games like he had last night. And... Maybe the collar gets a little tight around AD. They haven't played forever. They don't play game one until Friday. Lakers have been off, seems like, forever since the last time we saw them. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm intrigued by this one. And I think I'm more excited about this matchup than it would be. There's just something about that Clippers organization. And Yeah, I wanted to watch Kawhi. I like Kawhi. Yeah. Paul George bothers me. No, he's a ter- ter- trend. You can't count on him in a big spot. He disappears. Always has in his career. So this one... Though I don't think it's going to be a great series. Good. The other series, though, that's going to be a great series. Well, look at Miami. I mean, I I can't. I knew Jimmy Butler was on the team. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much more about him. Bam. Boy, oh boy, that block that he had last yeah. night. I know. Did everybody... you see the still picture? Yes. Of his hand bent yes. back. It, Trent. I mean, that he had no business blocking that shot. Mm-hmm. That, that was one sixteen, one sixteen. I don't care what anybody says. This was a tie game. <laughs> but he had other plans. Jimmy Butler, what a leader. You know what? What a leader. And I know he can be a bit of a of a, of a prick. Well, that's an understatement. A bit. Of course. But you know what? All the great ones are. Yeah. He kind of reminds me. Not his game. Not his game. I think he even looks a little bit like him when he's on the floor. Reminds me of Jordan. Oh, yeah? Just the way he's... I mean, everybody looks to him, right? He is... No doubt about it. The leader of this basketball team. He's not because Michael Jordan. Nobody is. But the leadership and the uh, the wherewithal and the want to win out of this guy, it's just too bad that it couldn't have worked in the Twin Cities, yeah. right? Because I thought it was going to. And I maybe it's just you have to want to be led by a guy. And the story is, I don't know, that Carl Anthony Towns does and, and some of those guys were just didn't want that. They, mm-hmm. That's not the personality that they had. But uh, the East, the Celtics go down in overtime last night. Hell of a basketball game. Dragic was great. Yeah, Trent, I'll Tyler tell you. Tyler Hero. How about that guy, dude. huh? Duncan Robinson. You're seeing all these guys from the Midwest playing. Mm-hmm. Former Michigan guy, Tyler yeah. Hero, though he played at Kentucky as a Wisconsin kid. It's uh, Miami. I, I heard people in NBA circles before... The playoffs began. Well, watch out. Oh, no, come, uh, on. come on, really. Yeah, I, I wasn't buying it at it's all. It's a two-team race. Maybe. See, I, I like Milwaukee, so a three-team mm-hmm. race. Yeah. That's a really good team. Yeah. And, and they're built differently than we normally anticipate. But if there was ever a season for a team like this to win a title, might be this one, How right? about Miami and the Nuggets? <laughs> wonder what you could have got that price yeah, at before really, the season. Really? That was unbelievable. 250 to 1? Uh, fun, fun night watching that last night. Uh, baseball from last night. The, no, uh, we don't want to talk about that. Your no. twins, man. They, they, look, it's, I think it's pretty clear. 
Uh, the best team in that mm-hmm. division are uh, the Chicago White Sox. No argument here. You can't, can you? You no. really can't. Uh, this this White Sox team, boy, oh, boy, best record in the American League. They're the best team in Chicago. I know the Cubs won last night. Good for the Cubs. Nice win uh, out of them last night. Uh, the Cardinals, on the other hand, they had their guy on the hill, and Flaherty struck yeah. out the first four. First four outs uh, were via the strikeout. But, boy, oh, boy, the Brewers woke up. But, um, you know, back back to your White Sox. Now, do they finish that series today? Do they play one Two more, more games still to go. Two more to go. So you can still get back in it. Well, it's win- Wednesday. I keep forgetting. Yeah, right. you win tonight and win again uh, tomorrow afternoon. You're back within a game, and mm-hmm. and hope is not lost. But I've told you, it's inevitable. Twins are going to be the four seed. Yeah. They'll be the best of the second place. The Yankees will be the best, as they showed last night against yeah. the Blue Jays. Yeah. It'll be a 4-5 matchup, either in Yankee Stadium or Minnesota. And it'll be a very quick exit for the playoffs to the Twins. Uh, we shall see. Did you see that the uh, Major League Baseball is going forward with this playoff format according to, where did I see it? It was on Twitter. I'm not sure what link I clicked. Yep. Uh, they are going forward. Now, those first three-game series that will be played in the home ballpark of the better seeds. So the opening round, the wild card round is what they're calling it formally. It will be the wild card round. Those will be played in the home ballpark of the one, two, three, and 4 seeds. Then from there, they'll bubble up. National League making their way to Texas, American League to California, and the games will be played from there. Also, much tighter window. I'm going to guess there's some type of quarantining they'll have to do when they get to California and to Texas. Yeah, there's no travel, so they're just going to keep playing. Right. I mean, initially, though, when they get there. Oh, yeah, I would think there has to be. At least a couple of days. Did you see, had they worked out the problem with the families? Because they had the the players association will did agree. they will they uh, now who who won that dispute are the are the families going to be allowed to be there they will be yes good same kind of thing though they also have to quarantine yep. they have to be quote unquote in the bubble and there's not you, know, you run into the grocery store things like that yep. or wife uh, kids whatever it may be they're going to have to do that as well but yeah that resolution came last night saw that in the Washington Post and uh, oh who's their baseball writer great it used to be Tom writer. Boswell it used to be yeah oh. I have it here in my notes. Dave Sheehan is uh, yep. is their baseball writer yep. over there. So that's where I got a lot of the information. I linked it up at Miller and Con, and you want to read through a lot of good information and nuggets in there in his his column today. Well, that's outstanding. Uh, so we're going to have, I mean, Trent, it's just it's finally tonight a little bit. kind of gets a little bit of a break. There's there's no basketball. No basketball, yeah. There's no hockey. There's baseball. No football. Football resumes tomorrow night. So this will be a good baseball night because there's just... I'm not complaining at all. No. no. But last night you had... I, I was uh, into the Lightning and the Islanders. I was watching all three. I was watching White Sox, uh, White, White Sox and, the, and the Twins. I knew Brian Walton was coming on today, so I wanted to watch a, as much as I could of the Cardinals. I was over at the Cubs, both basketball games. Uh, what, what a great night. What a great night of sports last night. For a Tuesday night in the middle of September... Knowing that the next morning, in all likelihood, we're going to get the announcement that we're all waiting for. <laughs> yep. Uh, what a, what a, it, was, it was tough to sleep. Anyways, uh, so we're going to talk about um, opportunity on deck. Mm-hmm. Dylan uh, DeClerc, I believe is how you say his last name. He's going to join us on the other side of our first break of the morning. Uh, Brian Walton's going to slide on in here. We will get into the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals and the Brew Crew. Cardinals right now, um, how many games do they st- Boy, they still got a lot of make games to make up, don't they? They do. Jesus. Isn't it crazy? Whew. The Cubbies right now have played 49 games. The Cardinals have played 43 uh, and there's, uh, don't look now, but the season ends a week from Sunday. There is a game separating now the Cardinals and the Brewers with the Reds in between them in that race for second place in the division. 
And even those teams are still fighting for that last wild card berth, which is crazy in the National mm-hmm. League. Just there isn't a whole lot of separation no. there. We could still the Mets are still in it. They're twenty one and twenty seven. Yeah, Rockies twenty two and twenty five. Giants twenty three and twenty four. They all have a chance. They all have a chance. Uh, this is going to be scoreboard watching. Remember about score? Remember scoreboard mm-hmm. watching when you were a fan? I do. Oh man! Here's your playoff matchups. If the playoffs started today in the National League, Dodgers Giants one eight. The four five Padres. How about, how about that rivalry? By the way, to start yes. things off, Cubs would get the Phillies. Like okay. that matchup, yeah. And the Braves Cardinals would be your three six in the American League. It would be White Sox Indians. That's juicy. Yeah. The one eight. Yep. The four five Twins Yankees. Rays Blue Jays. The two seven Yee. and the A's against the Astros. Sign me up for that in the three six. Yeah, there's a little juice there, right? Yes. Uh, those two teams, not, uh, not they're real fond of each other uh, when you consider in the offseason. All right, we'll take a time out. We're going to talk about what's going on at the ballpark. Opportunity on deck. We'll promo that event. Sean Roberts is participating. Where did you say uh, that folks can go? If you're a KXNO listener, if, you're, if you listen to the Morning Rush, obviously, or Saturday morning pregame, or you know Sean uh, from being out and about. Uh, Sean, so every I, all the participants in this game mm-hmm. are asked to raise a thousand dollars. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. If you uh, you make the choice to play in the game, you have now. That... Roberts doesn't have to kick in if he comes up short, does he? Maybe he does. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a thousand dollars they look to raise for each of the players. You can go just to his Twitter handle. It's at Sean twenty three Roberts is where you can find Sean there. It'll pop up. It's a pin tweet right at the top there, okay. and you can uh, donate to help Sean out and get him to that goal of a thousand dollars. And all of the uh, participants in that. All right, Dylan DeClerc will join us. That we'll talk about that. Brian Walton on the uh, Cardinals, uh, what they've got left and what how much work they've got to do before they call it a season on the twenty. Well, not call it a season, call it a regular season on the twenty seventh of September. Cappy's here in the eleven o'clock hour. We got a lot of stuff on the docket for Cappy, the White Sox, American League's best team as we sit here today. The Cubs uh, and obviously the Chicago Bears, and uh, they p- try to put another one in the win column this week as they go to Colts, is that right? Giants. Giants. At that's, home. That's right, the Giants pay visits. You're yes, right. Yes, and it's Colts-Vikings. That's what it is. This weekend. And KCCI had a cho- had the decision to put up Giants-Bears in the early slot mm-hmm. or Steelers-Broncos. Oh, they had to go with the Bears, right? They did. Okay. Yeah, they did. Uh, Giants and the Bears will be in the early slot on KCCI. It's not a shiny weekend. No, you're week right. Week two is trying you to find that up. I looked match. in. Yeah, it's trying to find a marquee match. There's no five stars. No five oh, stars. Oh, the Sunday night game's a five star. Uh, oh, Seattle and who? Seattle and uh, New, England. New England. Yeah. yeah. Rematch. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Super Bowl rematch. They'll be replaying the, the Malcolm Butler play mm-hmm. down in the goal line. Cam Newton. Cam Newton's out there. What's the Monday nighter? Oh, Oh, it's the Raiders open up their stadium. Nice. In Las Vegas against the Saints. Pretty good one, too. That's pretty good. Sunday during the day. U.S. Open catches a break. Bad slate of college football. Not the shiniest of the NFL until night. And by the time that the uh, Sunday night football kicks off, the uh, trophy will be awarded by then. Uh, Miller and Con, Matt Murray's going to join us about an hour from now. We'll talk about the U.S. Open. We're here until noon. We're all over the place this morning. 1460 KXNO. And 106... Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM.
right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com, coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, right now, Nick McMC, MIC, asked us to promote some of the local events, some of the charity fundraisers in our community. We're going to do so right now. Opportunity on deck, the event. It's, there's still baseball to be played at Principal Park, yes, Trent Condon. there this is. Sunday, in fact. Uh, they'll be playing down there. Opportunity on deck. Your opportunity to see one of KXNO's finest, Sean Robert. What does he call? How does he refer to himself? Somebody, a natural born athlete. Natural born athlete. Yeah, the natural born athlete will be part of it. Dylan DeClerc is the uh, he runs the event, and he joins us. Dylan Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Thank you for coming on. How are you, Dylan? I'm I'm doing well. There's there's a lot of stuff to put together for the event this weekend to make it uh, a whole lot of fun for the players and a whole lot of fun for the fans. But uh, we're pulling things together and and. Uh, getting right along with our our event well looking forward to the you guys having a whole bunch of success so it's opportunity on deck let's talk about what your uh, what the cause is all about trent uh the beginning of the program uh who he's, he's participated in before he's uh he raves about it but just what you guys do at opportunity on deck dylan yeah so opportunity on deck is a central iowa organization we were founded in this area in, in 2012 and uh, we were started as a way to provide uh, organized athletic opportunities for kids who wouldn't otherwise be able to uh, get that opportunity. So um, we work with kids who wouldn't be able to be in a dance class or be in a in a baseball camp or a baseball league, and, and we provide them with meals every night. We provide them with transportation to practice. Uh, all of the participation in the program is free, so we get in. We bring in coaches to teach them about sports, but also a little bit about life. And then we provide them with, you know, all the equipment that they need mm. in order to play the game, and they get to keep that as well. So for soccer, they get shin guards on the first night. Then on the last night, uh, they get to take home a soccer ball, and then they get a nice. uniform to wear as well. So we do everything that a traditional kind of rec or, or club soccer program might do, um, just for, for no cost to really open it up so that anybody uh, and everybody has the chance to play. It's a lot of fun. The the uh, the game for good is excellent every single year. You mentioned Opportunity on Deck, though, your organization, nonprofit organization. And one of the things that I found out when I played in this uh, a couple years back was this is something you came up with when you were in high school. Is that right? This is when this idea came for you, and, and you've been involved with it ever since you were, what, in your mm-hmm. teenage years? Yeah, yeah. So I started the organization when I was, uh, 16 and, and just a high school student over at Valley High School. And, That's awesome. It uh, started out as just something that I could do for kids in the neighborhood that I grew up in, really. We, we started in the park that I went to and that my friends played in every single day uh, as we were growing up. And uh, as we went to the park, we would go and we would practice baseball or we'd practice soccer. And, and there'd be kids that are from the neighborhood that wanted to play and, and wanted to join but didn't have the skills or they weren't on our team. But we always tried to get them involved and invite them to come play with us. And so that was kind of the basics of where it started is just getting those kids from my local neighborhood uh, to come out and play. And then, you know, we started with one neighborhood and we served 31 kids the first year. Uh, And then last year we've slowly grown and expanded to serve. uh, We had more than 25 programs throughout central Iowa last year Mm -hmm. and served more than uh, 880 kids. So it's, it's just grown like crazy. 
You and Carson King, good for both of you guys doing what you've been mm-hmm. doing. Uh, nonprofit work. Uh, Dylan DeClerc from Opportunity on Deck is our guest. Well, Dylan, talk about, uh, let's get to the event. Uh, fast forward, here we go on Sunday. Uh, the Game for Good, uh, as, as it's known. Who's going to be participating? If there's families, it's supposed to be a nice day, but last I checked uh, on my iPhone, um, you know, a nice day to get outside, <laughs> sit outside, maybe watch a little, uh, watch a little, have some fun. So tell us about Sunday. What can you, uh, what people can expect uh, if they carve out some of their afternoon? Yeah, we're we're not guaranteeing nice weather, but no, I got it you. Sure looks like it's going to be a beautiful day so far. So we're we're crossing our fingers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we we have the, it's a slow pitch softball game. So there's there's players from the community, including uh, your colleague Sean that you mentioned, who will be coming out and, and playing uh, in the game. We also have former uh, minor league and, and major league players that are playing in the game, uh, as well as just people that you know are, are passionate about low-pitch softball or passionate about our mission and opportunity on deck. So those are the people that are playing in the game. But what's really fun is we bring out uh, celebrity coaches to get involved as well. So we've got um, the Legends team, which has former Iowa Hawkeye greats, uh, Tavion Banks and Matt Gaitens. And then we've got Cyclone legend uh, Ernst Brun Jr. too. Mm-hmm. So they'll be coaching one team. And then on the other team, we've got kind of the leaders team. Uh, it's totally original. We didn't take legends and leaders from anything else <laughs> <Right>. ever before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and and we put on the leaders team. That's Jenny Bronchek, Darian DeVries, and Todd Stepsis, all from uh, the Drake coaching yeah. program. So we're excited to have those people out there. And, and they make the game a lot of fun for the players, but they also make it a lot of fun for the fans. Um, in addition to that, speaking about making it fun for the fans, we'll have uh, a ball toss where it's kind of like a chuck-a-puck game where you mm-hmm. throw it into the bin and you, you win a prize if you get it in the bin. We'll have a t-shirt toss. We'll allow the kids to come out on the field and run around the bases uh, during one of the middle of the inning breaks. Um, and then we have a bunch of other fun games and contests planned, including a few surprises uh, for the fans throughout the game as well. So it's, it's a fun, family-friendly event. And there's plenty of space at Principal Park for everybody to kind of stay socially distant and, and stay uh, uh, separated from each other. Um, so we're confident in our ability to keep everybody safe and, and healthy uh, with this event as well. Coming up on Sunday, September 20th, 1.30 gates open, 2 o'clock with the first pitch. Opportunity on deck, their game for good. Dylan, it is uh, always great to talk with you about this wonderful event and what you do with Opportunity on Deck. Anything else for the people uh, to get out there and, and what they can do in the interim to help out you guys out with Opportunity on Deck? Yeah, no, it's, it's a completely free event. If, if you can't make it out to the event, you can always go to our website, opportunityondeck.org, um, and check out different ways to volunteer or, or donate or support the cause. Um, I didn't mention, but speaking about donations, we'll have a silent auction and, and raffle, but... Um, you know, it's completely free to attend. So there's no pressure to, to donate. Just come, have a fun time with us. Um, and then we hope that, you know, if, if the mission speaks to you, that um, you'll consider uh, supporting the organization and, and supporting our cause so that we can continue to offer these important programs that help build our kids uh, local or help build the kids, uh, not just their sports talent, but also, you know, their character, their teamwork, their dedication, all those important things that sports can bring to a kid's life. Uh, we want to make sure that we can continue to do that here in Central Iowa. So that's kind of my uh, my last ask. 
Uh, you can ask us anytime if you need help. This is a tremendous, tremendous cause. Trent and I are both on board with it. Opportunity on deck this weekend at Principal Park. Opportunity on deck dot org. Dylan, all the best to you and your organization. Congratulations on uh, the work that you've done, uh, and have a wonderful uh, Sunday event. Thank you, Dylan. Yep, thank you guys. Have a good rest of the week. Yeah, you do the same, Dylan DeClerc. Opportunity on deck. How about that high school kid coming up with this plan? Yeah, that's Ooh, awesome. That really is. He's a very, very good person. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah. I've met him from when I first played in the yeah. game a few years back, and, and we've done some PSAs with him in the past, just yeah. getting the word out as much as we can possible. It's awesome. It's a really, really cool idea, and it's something, obviously, that hits very close to home for us. You you know those kids. I'm, I'm sure in Winnipeg mm-hmm. that you go to the rink, yeah. and their gear wasn't... Skates were too small. Wasn't up to par. Yeah. We all played with those kids, yep. or, or maybe we were those kids. And mm-hmm. and for something like this in our area, it's you hear so many of the nonprofits, and this one is one that I think just is right in our wheelhouse. And boy, watching Sean out there, he thinks, he, he thinks he's going to hit one out of Principal Park. I, I will tell you. Does. <laughs> I will tell you. No, I know it's harder than it looks. Yes. Yeah, he, he thinks he's going to get up there, and he's going to pound a few around. I feel a one for four day coming for Sean at the plate. Uh, well, we'll have to get a recap. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm sure we will. Right, six oh five on on Monday morning. Right, especially if it's a good day oh, for yeah, Sean. Yeah. If it's a good day it's for Sean, right? They'll lead off there. He'll lead off the show. Uh, that's funny. All right, because he's got control of the mic, so we can just yes. pipe down the other two. And uh, Heather, Travis, I got. The, I'll take over for a couple of minutes. Uh, Brian Walton will take over with us. We're going to talk Cardinals next into the Central Division of the National League. Cardinals got very few days left in the season. And as everybody does, but they got a whole lot of baseball still to be played. Miller and Condon till noon. David Cappy, 11 David Kaplan at 11.05. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. And Matt, Rudy, Trent, and I will talk about the U.S. Open. Yes, that's right. The U.S. Open is this weekend. We're here until noon. It's 1460 KXNO, 106- Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. A quarter before the hour of 11, 1045-ish. On Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Once we get past this COVID, I want to institute a new Major League Baseball rule when it comes to a brawl. If the bullpens are going to run in, one member of each team's bullpen has to fight. Okay. Yeah. They have if, to. if you're going to come out there. Absolutely. If you're going to go to the trouble of running all the way from the bullpen to wherever the, the, the scrum is, Two of them have to let you let go. We're going to go, go from a hockey goon to a bullpen goon. <laughs> I guess. It's, it's every time. It's, it's such a waste of time. You run out there, maybe give somebody a noogie. Stand in the back of, yeah. the, uh, of the scrum. Arms and... crossed, laugh a little. <laughs> right. Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. Cardinal fans weren't laughing last night. Uh, Jack Flaherty, who was... Look, Brian, good to talk to you as always. Brian Walton uh, joins us. I thought Flaherty... Yeah, I saw the back-to-back home runs in the first inning. Yelich and Braun both took him deep. But he had it going on. I mean, he, he he's striking out one brewer after another. I think it was, what, five out of the first six? or something like that. Uh, outs were recorded via strikeout, but boy, then it got away from him. Uh, how are you, Brian Walton? I'm doing fine, thanks. Yeah, Jack Flaherty uh, you know, called it a snowball effect, uh, and he you know, said he was leaving too many pitches over the middle of the plate. He didn't execute his pitches well, and the Brewers were all over him, and that was pretty much the story of that game. Then it was just a matter of you know, trying to force the bullpen guys to gut it out to get through the game and try not to delete the bullpen before the 14 innings they have to play today. Cardinals are continuing to make up these games. 
I think Ken mentioned earlier what's still six games back in terms of games played of where the Cubs are at this point in the season. Are you seeing real signs of mm. fatigue with this squad as you watch them night in and night out? Well, it certainly looks that way, Trent. I mean, you know, uh, the schedule is what the schedule is. They had to sit out uh, over two weeks, and they're trying to make up those games now. And, you know, when the starters were going deep into the games consistently, they were able to string together enough offense to win. And the Cardinals are something like 3-16 and 16 when they score more than three runs. But, you know, the offense is just not consistent, and now that, some of the starters have hit a bump. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard for them to, to stay in it. Uh, I will say that Adam Wainwright pitching today is a guy that, you know, pitched the first game back after the timeout and pitched well. He stopped the four-game losing streak at home. So, you know, they really need his 39-year-old shoulders to be broad today to, uh, you know, get them ideally six or seven innings in that first game. Uh, help us out with the uh, kind of set to last night that uh, caused both of the bullpens to come running onto the field. Molina, it was it was catcher interference. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what what set him off. Do you think? And, and will well, there be suspension? It started before it started before the catcher interference call. Ken, there were some words, and whether Braun was speaking to the home plate umpire or Molina or both, don't know. But that happened before the interference call where Braun's backswing hit Molina on the wrist. And then the chirping began, and something was said, allegedly, uh, you know, questioning Molina's, uh, you know, manliness or his, uh, you know, durability or whatever it may be. And, of course, Mike Schilt, the manager, took exception, and then everybody spilled out of the dugouts, and, and that was it. I, you know, the big question right now is how badly Molina's wrist is hurt. We haven't seen the uh, moves yet today. Uh, but, you know, he he, play, he played a couple more innings, but after the game, Mike Schultz said he was definitely hurting. Mm. And Colton Wong also had to be scratched before yesterday's game due to a side problem. So, you know, if this lineup loses two of its starters during this stretch of games, it's just going to be very, very difficult to, to rebound from. And uh, as the Cardinals prepare to hopefully for them get a playoff berth, their quarantine's going to start a little bit early. September 23rd is the uh, date mandated by Major League Baseball that the quarantine will begin leading into the playoffs, but they're going to be on the road. It just it just continues here. One hurdle after another, it feels like, for the Cardinals this season. Yeah, the, the, the 23rd is their last road game at Kansas City, and then the final uh, five games in four days, assuming they don't have to play the doubleheader against Detroit on Monday the 28th. And, yeah. You know, based on the way the standings are now, those games would have to be played yeah. because the, the division race is so tight now in the Central. So, you know, the Cardinals, yeah, they have to quarantine, so what? I mean, it, you know, it's, there was some grumbling about it, but the players are guaranteed $50 million if they can make it through the playoffs. So I don't feel too bad for them having to spend a few weeks, uh, you know, locked up to try to keep everybody safe. You know, theoretically, down the stretch, the schedule works out. You mentioned the Tigers. They've got seven left with Milwaukee, including the two today. They see Kansas City three times, and Pittsburgh is at another five games in four nights type of thing, I believe, there. they got a doubleheader. So it's not like they've got the Cleveland's on the schedule or the Twins are on the schedule or the Cubs are on the schedule or the Reds. Um, they've got teams that are all below 500. So theoretically, this could be an opportunity for this Cardinals to limp in um, or to crawl in because by then they just got to be gassed. But schedule-wise, in their favor, other than the amount of games. Yeah, I think it really gets down to, you're right, I mean, all the road games they have left. Now, I, you know, I will say if Kristen Yelich is, is, is awakened, that's yeah, going to be an issue because, right. uh, but but you're like you said, they got the Pirates and, and the, 
and the Royals, and there's eight games there that are, should be very winnable. But they have to finish the season uh, with five straight games with the Brewers. And, you know, it could be that every one of those games is going to matter in terms of which of those teams, because probably both won't make it, but, you know, one of those teams is going to make the playoffs and the other is going to stay home. So, you know, this could go down to the wire. And then, you know, potentially that last-day doubleheader in Detroit to, with the final two games that the whole baseball world will be watching because as the playoff schedule is set up now, uh, you know, it doesn't begin until that Tuesday. Colton Wong was a scratch in the game last night, and no reason was given, at least before the game. Any information on Colton Wong and where he is at this point? It's a side injury, and uh, they don't know for sure. Mike, Mike Schultz said after the game they didn't know at that point whether Wong would have to go on the injured list or not. They're, they're trading it off. You know, obviously any move to the injured list means 10 days out mm-hmm. or nine days you know, plus last night. And those are crucial games for the team. But on the other hand, if he has to sit out four or five days, you know, they're going to have to play one player short and they can't afford that. So, you know, we're going to be watching very closely before today's doubleheader to see what roster moves are made. You know, we watched uh, Byron Bucks in the last couple of nights circle the bases. One of them counted a couple of nights ago. It didn't. Watching Tommy Edmond last night, love to watch guys that are that can fly, uh, and he clearly can. I didn't think he would score on Goldschmidt's double, but it wasn't even close. Uh, Tommy Edmond, just so fun to watch. Yeah, you know, he came up uh, last year midseason, and uh, interestingly enough, the guy the Cardinals moved out of the way to make room for Edmund to play was Jet Jerko, who hit a home, big home run against the Cardinals for the Brewers last night. But, you know, Edmund was a, a spark plug last year. Um, Manager Mike Schill would say they wouldn't have made the playoffs without him. He hasn't been quite as good this year, but he's, you know, been rock solid in the second spot in the, in the batting order, an area where they really weren't, you know, didn't have anybody uh, settled. And he can play literally all over. He plays three infield positions, can play the outfield as well, and, uh, you know, has been a, a very important part of the team. So let's say the Cardinals catch fire. They are safely in the playoffs as whatever seed it turns out to be. Not the division champ, but they are one of the wild, the second place team in the Central. But those last few days, they can set their rotation. You have an open sheet here. What does the one, two, three, four? Do they four, have to play Monday against the Tigers? They do not. Okay. They have it set up. Playoffs gotcha. are completely set. They're in, and they can set their rotation. How do you set up this rotation uh, going into a playoff like that? Well, 10 days ago, I would have said Jack Flaherty, no doubt about it. Why are you even asking me the question? He should be the start. But, you know, his last couple starts haven't been good. You know, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable with his demeanor. He seems to be, you know, like in the post games, he's doing a lot of fidgeting and he's really low key. He's not, you know, aggressive. And it's just, it's, I'm just a little concerned about him. I don't know where there's a physical problem. If there is, he's not saying it. Uh, but Adam Wainwright's been the guy who's pitched all the big games this year, and he'd be my guy to start number one. I think you've got to have Flaherty maybe two or three, but uh, uh, Dakota Hudson has been quietly very strong, and Quang Young Kim has just been phenomenal. Yeah. And if he's passed you know, his, his issue, his kidney issue that slowed him down, you know, he might be your game two starter. That's who I. That's who I would go to. Uh, you're right. He's been he's been terrific. So uh, handicap this race for us. Uh, the central. I think the Cubs are going to hang on. Um, don't do well. Do you do you feel that way? That they, that I do. All right. Yeah. So yeah, then, who's going to finish second? Who do you think? Uh, who do you think is going to get that uh, that two seed out of the central? I still think the Cardinals have a, a shot to make it, and you're going to say I'm a, a home team. No, I agree guy, with you. I agree. With I just you. I don't I don't like Cincinnati's bullpen at all. Their offense is terribly inconsistent. I don't think the Brewers are as good a team as their record shows. To tell you the truth, um, but it's, again, it's going to come down to those head to head games. And there's a bunch of them left. Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. 
Carlos Martinez got to start what a couple weeks ago against the Twins in that doubleheader, but the numbers are ugly. What what's left? What what's Carlos Martinez back to twenty twenty one? What can they get out of this guy? Well, they've they've got to get him built up, and they've got to hope that he can find the consistency he's eluded. Now, he really pitched well last start, Trent, until there was a flub in the outfield. You know, he would have been out of uh, uh, out of the third inning, I think it was at the time, and he was actually pitching pretty well. But then, uh, you know, the kind of the wheels came off, and he lost it. You know, and I'm not making excuses for the guy, but remember, Carlos Martinez not only had COVID, but he had to be hospitalized either three or four different times, and so you know, he's still trying to you know kind of work his way back. But he's another guy that if he's on his game, he'll be great. But he just hasn't yet exhibited it in 2020, and he's going to have, what, maybe two, you know, more, two, maybe three more starts before the playoffs to try to figure it out. Ponce de Leon, is it just consistency with him? Because, Brian, I've seen him pitch a handful of times this year, and depending what inning you get him, he looks like he absolutely belongs in the major leagues and belongs towards the top of that rotation. But then in that same game, you know, maybe even as, as soon as the next inning, he looks like he, you know, he, he doesn't belong at that level. He looks like a, a quadruple A player, if you will. Is it consistency with him? You hit it on the nail, Ken. I mean, as you correctly pointed out, it's not even game to game. It's inning to inning yeah. where the guy will, and it really it's all about, he's got a, he's got an excellent sinker. When he gets the ball down in his zone and he throws strikes, he gets out. And, you know, it, the, the mantra's been the same with him all along. If he could just find that consistency and in his last start, he found it. And it, you know, it was, it reminded some folks of his major league debut when he came in and threw no hit ball for seven innings. But yet there's other games, you know, a lot of the time this season, he couldn't get out of the third or fourth inning. So, you know, he's definitely an enigma. And, you know, he's not a front of the rotation guy, but with all these double headers, they definitely need him uh, to start. And if he can pitch anything like he did the, the other night, you know, it's going to be a nice bonus for him. Uh, Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. Brian, we'll talk to you next week, the final week of the regular season. We'll see where the Cardinals are at. Thank you, Brian. Bye now. Good to talk to you, Brian Walton, cardinalnation.com. All right, Trent, more breaking news or more news coming in on the uh, Big Ten. Sounds like no fans at all other than family. Yep. Much like we saw this week with Iowa State, where it was a couple hundred people were able to make mm-hmm. their way in that were. And this is a, this is across the Big Ten yep. footprint. This isn't just you know local Iowa. Yep, just as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. That's what they're hoping to do here and keeping those numbers down. So, uh, to my tailgate group that we're sending messages about what our first tailgate's going to look like. We can still have it, just can't have it in yeah, Iowa City. It, w- it will not conclude inside <laughs> Kinnick Stadium. Right. Have to conclude somewhere else. Uh, but you know what? I'm fine with it. Whatever it takes. Yeah, me Wh- too. Whatever it takes to get football back. Nobody allowed in the building. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just get it out there. It's a great television product. It is. So I wonder how they're going to um, pull the, the the final day. Well, that's not the regular season. December the 19th. If you missed mm-hmm. it earlier, uh, December 19th is the Big Ten Championship. So one from the East versus one from the West, as it's always been. But that weekend, two versus two play, three versus three play, four versus four, and all the way down to seven. How will they determine what venue that's played at? Well, one won't be all at one. No, right? no, no. But I got to think it's going to be it's going to be in, in stadiums' best record. You know, if probably if it's two and six versus one and seven, mm-hmm. the then two, you get the home game. The two the two and six team gets the home game. I think that's I the this easiest way to do it. If there's a tie break, they'll have come up with some system. Or you're talking about six other matchups. There is just vice versa. And the two verse two is the East gets it. Oh, okay. The three, yeah. the West gets it. Four, you just go back and forth that way. 
Well, we'll find out soon. They got to have this schedule out by Friday, though, right? Uh, Barry Alvarez said within a couple of days. Okay, so yes, that that answer is yes. Mm-hmm. We'll know what the schedule looks like, and Iowa Minnesota kick it off on that Friday night. They were scheduled uh, they to play were, on a Friday. Uh, they were. That's a good point. That was a, this because the, this, they've already said that there will be games on the twenty third, which mm-hmm. is Friday. They won't all take place on Saturday. And are they going to do a double dip five and eight thirty something like that to get the weekend started? You know, let me look and see what I've got. I'm going to fast forward to the schedule on that Friday night. So here we go. Friday the twenty third, as it stands right now, Tulsa and South Florida. Sorry, you know who else plays that night? Friday night. Yep. The Raging Cajuns. Oh, really? Against UAB. That's on CBS. Well, look, the Big Ten Network will have something, I would assume, uh, on that night. Yeah, I would guess Big Ten Network, right? That's where they play. Do they play uh, 5 o'clock and an 8 o'clock? Do BTN for one, FS1 for the other? Yeah. Put a couple of games out there. Get a jump. Hey, we're back. Indeed, they are back. Sir Yacht was right. The whole time. You're getting the t-shirt. I am. It's your Christmas present. Nice. I'll wear it, too. <laughs> Sir Yacht was right. Uh, Miller and Condon, David Kaplan will join us next live from Chicago. Cubs? No. White Sox, Bears, Cubs conversation with Cappy. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. It's next.